And I think there's something really important about stating what your goals are, writing them down or speaking the truth to them, manifesting what you would like to see happen. You're listening to the Creative Legacy Podcast, a podcast to help creative entrepreneurs build their business while leading a life of intention, joy, and adventure. I'm Shawnee. And I'm Sarah. We're about to head into 2019, which means a lot of us are thinking ahead and figuring out exactly what we want to do and the goals we want to accomplish. Some of us call it New Year's resolution, and we're going to talk about why we don't really care for that word so much, but we are big believers in setting goals and sticking with our goals and setting goals that mean something to us, and that's kind of what we're talking about on today's episode of of how to set goals, and in an episode coming in 2019, right at the beginning, it'll be about how we keep our goals. Yeah, that'll be exciting. We'll share our goals then, too. Yes. Because we don't have them all figured out quite yet, either. And that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess first we're going to talk about why we like to set goals. And I think it's kind of fun. It's like a little competition with yourself. Right. And (laughs) if you hear anything about who you should be in competition with, it's never anybody else. It should be in competition with yourself always or your, your past self or whatever it may be. I like it, yeah, I like the competition, and I like, I am just a big picture person in general, so putting those things out there, then you can make them a reality. Yeah. I, I think my parents always told me that you can do whatever you want, you can be whoever you want, and, you know, really set those standards high, like if you put it out there, you can go for it, so I think goals are taking a dream and then putting them into action to make it your reality. Yeah, it gives you something to strive for instead of just going and being like, la-da, I'm going to do this today. (laughs) And if you do, that's great. If you love going with the flow and you're just like, this is me today, you know, maybe your goals are smaller. But uh, I I just like setting really big, crazy goals that sometimes scare me and maybe are a lot of work. But I think it's really important because then we're always improving ourselves. We're always bettering not just us but our the worlds around us the people around us it's just a really neat way to strive for something bigger yeah and I like that you say the like the scary bigger goals because it's kind of the like shoot for the stars you land on the moon mentality Mm -hmm. of go big and you're gonna do great no matter what right I have had to work on not being discouraged if I don't meet my goal and because I find that there's a lesson in that that was maybe my greatest goal of all was to learn that lesson but so we never want to discourage anyone with, with setting goals and if you don't accomplish them, but creating realistic goals and creating goals that can better who you are. It doesn't have to be like this exact end point. Yeah. Like if you don't hit it, like you can look at the points you were all along the way and those are wins too. Right. And like I said, sometimes those are, that was the whole reason for you to set that goal was so that you learned this. And so, like you said, that's a win. <laughs> yes. But, okay, it's the end of the year, and we're talking about setting goals now, but I don't think that's the only time that you should ever be looking at your goals and setting goals. I always said we don't like the term New Year's resolution, and I, it's because it's that, like, one-time-a-year thing, and so many of us, when we set those resolutions, it's two months, and then, oh, well, what happened? I don't really feel like doing this anymore. Refocusing, like, every so often – 
I mean, and you can cho choose what's best for you. Um, maybe it's monthly, maybe it's quarterly, but just refocusing and looking at the goals and seeing if they still serve you even, because sometimes mm -hmm. they might not serve you and you need to change them a little bit. Right. It doesn't have to be this end of the year thing. And I think sometimes when that's why people don't take it seriously because it's kind of almost a joke. Like no one keeps a resolution and we don't ever want to go into goals thinking, well, this is just a joke. I'm not going to keep it anyway. What's the point of setting it in the first place? So I really like to set goals uh, or just a vision for the year. It doesn't have to be a set goal, but in my, in my biggest dreams, if I, I could have everything go my way. This is kind of my vision of the year. And then those become my goals. Like, how do we get there then? Um, I always like to do it around my birthday. I think that's always a good time to just kind of reevaluate how things went and what we're looking for the next year. I do like talking about goals for the end of the year and what I want to get done for, for this year and then going into the new year. And Matt and I like to sit down and kind of talk about where we're at. Are we both feeling fulfilled in what we're doing? Do we need to go and set something else, some other goal or whatever. Um, but then I do, I do a monthly goal and I do a quarterly goal of this is some big thing I want to accomplish or this is something little I like to see implemented. Uh, so it's, it's a constant thing. I'm always kind of thinking about those next steps. Sometimes it becomes a little too much of you have to stay in what you're working on right now. I'm on to the next goal and adding all this stuff on. And it's okay to stay I'm, focused on one. I was just going to ask that. Do you, like, ever feel overwhelmed by how many goals I you have set? I have so many goals. <laughs> um, no, I, I I feel like I've always been a goal person that really drives me. I've had to work on being more balanced and being more living in the moment and, and finding the joy in what I have right now and all that because I am always focused on the future. I am always focused on bettering myself and my surroundings but it's okay to be where I am and, and still to love where I am and love this journey and still shoot for the stars. Yeah. You said the word focused and I like that. I think it is very important to like, you can have many goals, but to focus on one of them at a time. Right. So that you're yeah, not, you're not spreading yourself too thin. You're not trying to do a bajillion things and not doing them well. You can work on one, make sure it's done well and complete it to the best you can and then move on to another one. And it doesn't have to be, I like big, scary, crazy goals that make me go, how the heck am I going to make this happen? Because that pushes me, mm -hmm. but I'm weird like that. You know, if that's scary to you and you're like, I want to do things that are more manageable, that's totally fine too. I don't think a goal should ever stress you out to the point of like, why did I even start this in the first place? I think it should always be, a, your goal should be a reminder of why you're doing something, not... I'm doing this just to have a goal. You yeah. don't set goals just to have goals. If you, you know, and if you're great and you're like, there are no more goals, I'm good, good for you. <laughs> but it's it's okay to have have things you're always working on. It just shouldn't stress you to the point of why am I even doing this? Yeah. I think if, like, if you're working, like a starting your business and you're making $30,000 a year, your goal definitely the next year should not be to make a million dollars. Right. Like that's a little bit too much. But I think going a little bit beyond where you think you can go is good because right. it's going to push you and drive you a little bit more. And I think there's something really important about stating what your goals are, writing them down or speaking the truth to them, manifesting what you would like to see happen. That's why I like goals so much is because when you put out there what you want to receive 
and you, and you write it down. I love writing my goals. I'm a big, like, Same. let's write it down. Let's get it out there. I want to see it. Um, I want to have a reminder of it. Um, it's really helpful to keep me very clear and focused on what I'm working on. And I just think there's something about putting it out there into the universe and kind of manifesting and having it come back to you. If you don't speak it or you don't speak anything about it or, or do any work on it, it's just going to live in your brain and it's not going to happen. It's like how we said, if you want something to start talking about it with other people, then that's going to help you make it happen because you'll find the right person. If you just keep your ideas and goals in your head, it's the same thing. It's it's just there. You're not going to think about it because it's not in front of you. Like, Shani mentioned, like, you write it down and it's in front of you. Like, keeping it on a post-it note or in a list that you see all the time, it's just going to be a reminder, like, oh, that's what I'm working for. And you're reconnecting with your desire and what you want to create. And then every time you do something that gets you a little closer to that goal, it feels like a mini win. And you can stay focused on that and going, I'm working towards this, but I'm celebrating this win towards this goal. I remember when I just started it out, I would have, I like post-it notes too. It's probably not very like good for the environment because I just have paper everywhere, but I really like seeing it. So I have a lot of, I would have post-its, posted notes on my computer and I would say I'm going to book this many weddings this year and every wedding I booked was a kind of like a tick off the post-it note of yes I'm I'm halfway there I'm three-fourths of the way there then when you hit it you're like oh my gosh this this happened so I think a number number goals like that are really really fun or like you said with like an income of I want to hit this number and then we always when I planned for like budgeting and stuff then We've broken it down then into quarters and months. So then it becomes like, okay, if your goal is you want to make a million dollars, that sounds like a lot. But when you break it down into quarters and a month, I like to make this much per quarter per month. That feels more doable. And I do that with my just budgeting. Every year I budget out my, all my expenses for the year. kind of, And then like some estimates of like, during Christmas, I usually spend this much, and during whatever, and it, and it can vary and change, but you see that big number of, I need to make at least this just to pay my bills, and that is such a scary, daunting feeling, but it's so much better to have it written out and see it, so I'm not guessing, where am I going, where's my money coming from, am I going to be able to pay my bills this month, just setting goals for just realistic things is just a peace of mind. Yeah, that's a good reminder, because we talked about this before. But to make sure that, like, and the reason why we set goals at the end of the year for the next year is to keep in mind everything that your expenses and also what you want to do and what that's going to cost and planning for that and making that part of your goal. Right. Because if you want to travel the world this year, but you don't have a budget for it, you know, it's okay to set some realistic goals around that to then maybe feed into some of your bigger goals as well. Yes. All right, well, before we get into much of talking about how we even track our goals, let's talk about how we set them up. The first step really is just envisioning everything that you want to accomplish and what that looks like and writing that down and out too, like we said, write it down, but Mm -hmm. um, just getting a good idea of what that is in your head so that you can break it down. I like what you said about envisioning it. I always like to start with a mood board. Um, yeah, I've always, whether it's at the beginning of the year or my birthday or like, I haven't looked at my mood board in a while. What is my ideal life if I could 
paint it exactly how I wanted it to be, what would it look like? And it usually involves like way more cats and endless supply of LaCroix, but yeah, so that's more, yeah. So you can get kind of fantasy with it, um, but I think we always, I think for everybody, it's always like more money, more whatever, maybe, my thing is always to like better health, better fitness goal, you know, like I would be this fit and I'd be working out all the time and looking good and I would be, I'd have this much money and I, Matt and I wouldn't have to worry about our debt or whatever, you know, we'd be financially free and we could then take our money and pour it into other people and, and like give them money and so all these different things. So then I always like to start with this mood board of this is my dream world and if I could have all these things, I would. So then I like to break it down from there of, okay, what is what is doable? What is realistic? And then what is kind of you have to accept that that's not probably going to happen. And for me, I'm probably not going to get 100 cats. So I had to let that one go. <laughs> um, but the realistic thing is if you want to make more money, we can always make more money. What are we willing to do to do that? Uh, you know, and then starting to make goals of like, I have this number that I want to make. How am I going to make it if I know my income is this? What extra things do I have to do or how do I have to restructure this? And then you can start goal setting like that. So I always like to start with a mood board. That's yeah. always really helpful. When you're creating that mood board, are you thinking just then, like within a year? Or are you thinking ten years? What are you? Yeah, thinking? I have like long term goals, like for for our life, what that looks like. I have the next ten years. I have before I'm this age. I have all those like I have different points of reference for me, um, and I like to use that as kind of a grace because if I don't make it by thirty, then I'll make it by my lifetime or you know whatever it may be. So I like to give myself that room of. Some of those bigger ones that it's okay if it doesn't happen in my time frame because I also believe that everything happens for a reason and maybe I'm not getting this yet because I'm supposed to learn this thing first, but I know I want my life to have this. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I have those different um, areas of big dreams and big goals that I'd like to accomplish at this point at this point, but if it doesn't all work at some point it would be great. <laughs> I think it's good to look at farther out as well mm-hmm. when you're envisioning what you want because then you kind of see where you have to be along the way. Right. And you can it helps you keep track of your goals. Of like, does this feed into the big goal I have for my life or what I want my life to look like? And if it doesn't, it's okay to let it go. You don't have to do have goals out of obligation or goals out of – I don't know, you're trying to fit into, like, what society wants you to be or have or whatever. If it doesn't fit with your grand plan for your life, that's fine. And then I think there's also that this is our our dream for our life and what we would love to, to have. But, like, we've talked about before that we are both more faith-based and we believe that whatever God wants to do with our lives, that's what he'll do. And, and we, we love that and accept that. So I think having that room too that if it doesn't go exactly how we want it to it's where we were meant to be yeah for sure definitely um, I'm going to give an example quick here of just why picturing for their head like I have a strong passion for travel mm-hmm. but I also had this like vision in my head of getting a new apartment but am I really going to be traveling and then have this apartment just sitting there right so, it did, yeah, it didn't make sense for me to do that. And I had to say, okay, that's a later thing. Right. And I think that's with goals, too. It's it's looking at your timing, too. Of, does it fit in the bigger picture right now? No. Is it something I would like to do down the line? Yes. And that's great. And it can be saved on the list for this. I would like this at some point. Mm-hmm. And that was always my thing, too. With like, for my example, was I always wanted to have kids. 
And I was ready for kids before I ever had anyone I wanted to have kids with type, type situation. And it was like, I'm not going to settle in relationships or I'm not going to seek out a situation to just have kids. I'll wait for the correct timing. My, my grand scheme in life or my grand plan is to become a mom, but whenever that timing is, yes. is great. And I'm going to enjoy my life along the way. Yeah. So some of those things that you you set goals are things you can't control and things you can't control are totally fine. You don't have to try to force everything into mm-hmm. a goal. <laughs> yeah. So setting goals, steps to setting goals. First step, kind of envisioning your ideal life, your what you want things to look like, whether it's a mood board or writing yeah. it down. Like picture yourself and it's your best self. Yeah, that's the first step. I think that's the fun step. It is. It's very it's fun. It's a daydreamy step. Yeah. You mentioned you have a vision board. I have one too, except uh, I don't do like the typical paste of magazines on a mm-hmm. poster board. I have this like cork board and I put pins in it with binder. Well, now they're paper clips. They used to be binder clips. <laughs> but I would just like switch out the pictures in the binder clips. Like, oh, that's funny. Nice. So I do that all year long. Mm-hmm. It's not Same. just a, yeah, one time thing. My mood board, I have one like a cork board of like pictures and just different things like I'm drawn to. And then I'm like, why am I drawn to this? It feels like it, it is part of my vision of what I want for me or myself or my family or whatever. And then I do have, like, a, just a Pinterest board, yeah. too. Pinterest is just a great way if you can't, like, physically put up a cork board or whatever. Pinterest, I mean, we do that all the time anyway, just pinning things. Why not create, like, a mood board for your life on Pinterest of this is, in my ideal life, this is what I would want. And when I had some harder times, that mood board was, like, I, I wrote it instead of mood board or it's this was my future. Mm-hmm. So I was declaring that this was going to happen to me. And there was cats and there was a Great Dane and there was all the places I wanted to travel and, you know, educational things that I wanted to launch or whatever it may be. There was like tons of that that it got me through some of the times when you don't want to stick with something or you're feeling discouraged with this goal or you're feeling like, you don't know where to go. This Your vision board, your ideal life inspiration is just a great place to go and just dream and and kind of get back and focus on what, what really matters and what you really want out of life. So we have this vision. Now it's time to break it down into smaller goals. So taking what you want from your larger vision, what's possible, and planning it out. What does it take to get those things? Break it down into smaller steps. So if you wanted to buy a house, then you would have to get pre-approval for a mortgage and save up money for a down payment, those things. So break those down and set those uh, smaller goals to reach throughout the year. Right, so taking taking that More big time. thing, yeah, taking that big thing and then breaking it down little by little, where it's like I have these like smaller goals that feed into this bigger goal. Sarah and I talked about um, before we started this episode about smart goals, and we need a refresher on what it was. But it's great that it is smart stands for specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time bound, and that's a really I love the idea of daydreaming goals and whatever, but if we just daydream them and don't have a plan, we're not going to get them. Uh, and again, that's all about timing too and and our ultimate plan for life. So some things are completely out of control, but the goals we set are in our control. Yeah. So setting a smart goal, being really specific with, with what that is. Um, 
Like, let's take this house example. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. So specific. Buying a house. What is the price range? Like, what do you want in a house? What ho- Yeah. What house do you want? What ho- How much do you want to spend? Yeah. How, what do you want? How much does that cost? When Knowing do you, that. Yeah. When do you want to get it? When... How much do you want your mortgage payments to be? How how many like getting really clear on what that looks like and what are your things that you kind of your non-negotiables, what are things like that? Or if it's we've talked about the other goals people have like making more money, like how much do you want to make? How why do you want I like to go to the why to be like, oh then why do you want this goal? Why do you want this to happen? Um and then maybe sometimes it's like, well, I actually don't want to make more money. I want more whatever. So the why is really important. But just, yeah, really breaking it down, being really specific about it is really good. The one that we didn't cover in those examples is relevant. Yes. <laughs> and that's just like, don't make goals that aren't relevant to what you want. <laughs> right. That's, I mean, yeah, if this, like we, we talked about, it, if it doesn't fit with your big plan for your life or your big whatever, and it, like Sarah said, your goals may change, and that's okay. That's why it's okay to kind of reevaluate throughout the year or every few years or whatever it may be because this thing you're working towards might not be relevant anymore, and it's okay to shift gears and, and move on to something else. I think finding things to, like like we talked about these mini goals, like taking a, a big goal and breaking them down into smaller goals to like achieve each one is a big part of um you can see the measurable success you can see the achievable success if you said this i want to make a million dollars but then you don't break it down you're gonna get really discouraged when you haven't made a million dollars yet or you haven't booked this many clients or you haven't had this many customers or whatever it may be so so breaking them down being really specific i really like the idea of the smart goal and every goal you have to kind of run through it and does it make sense Mm -hmm. i don't know i get when you set a goal like make a million dollars and then this is a really big number. <laughs> I don't think so. I think it's doable. I, I tell Matt every year, I'm like, I'm gonna make a million dollars and oh. you're gonna be surprised. There's a podcast I listen to that would always say, A million dollars is not a lot of money. It's not. <laughs> it, yeah, it's, it's not. not. But it's it's a lofty goal. It is for a, sure. It's a big goal, but I think we can all do it. Yeah, but to like just have that out there and not breaking it down, like Mm -hmm. you said, you get really discouraged Mm -hmm. because you're not creating points to reach along the way. Right. And if you go, all right, this quarter it's this, and in this month it's this or whatever, or I'm going to add on all these things to to get to whatever it may be, it's, it's just much more doable and it's just not as discouraging. (laughs) That's, I think... When you get discouraged, the more you'll get away from your goal and the more it'll feel like, well, what's the point? Yeah. Or another example is, I'm just going to use this podcast as an example. If we just said, we're going to put out a podcast episode. Right. Like that, okay. That's a goal. Great. But instead of just that, it's we have to record the podcast episode. So that's a goal. And then we have the show notes written. We create the graphics and edit it. There's a lot of steps along the way that we're following that equal our episodes coming out. Right. It, it feels like a big daunting task of just, okay, let's start a podcast. And then when you start breaking it down and going, okay, we need to do this. We need to do that. We need to do this. Then it becomes much more manageable. And two, I'm a big person that gets kind of over not overwhelmed 
that I can't do, but overwhelmed with like, I have so much to do and I don't know where to start. And, I, and I'm, because I am goal setting and big picture for everything, I have a hard time staying in the small goal or staying in that step. And it's okay to finish the step you're in before you go on to the next one and the next one. You don't, you can always have that picture of the bigger goal in your head, but it's totally fine to stay in this step and really give it your all and focus on the step to then get to the next one where it gets scary and where you can get overwhelmed as you're thinking about all the goals and you think you have to do them all right now. And you can just stay in your, make your plan and stay in your step. It's that word focus again. <laughs> yes. It keeps you focused. Yep. And like you said, it keeps you from being overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. So going to the time part of our SMART goals, one thing in planning out my goals that I like to do I mean, of course you're setting dates, but I like to kind of, I like to put a calendar in front of me and write those in there of when I would like to achieve each of my goals. Yes. I like to do, I do that for a quarterly. I go by the end of this quarter, this is what I would like to see. I have a quarterly and monthly for like more smaller goals that feed into the bigger goals of like, I got this done, so then that leads into this, and then that leads into this. And then every year just kind of refocusing on on that. But, yeah, uh, putting in my calendar an end date of I would like to see this completed by this. And sometimes it takes more time, and sometimes it takes less time. But There's right, grace. There's yes, grace. Yes, there's always grace. <laughs> yes, setting a a timeline for yourself keeps you focused on on where you're at. And, and it doesn't have to be like – it has to be done in a week and it doesn't, and it shouldn't be, uh, yeah, five years, you know, yes. unless it's like well, a bigger goal. Give it the space it needs to. Mm -hmm. Like, don't set, oh, I'm going to make $10,000 in a week. I mean, maybe you might get yeah. that. <laughs> but, but if that's not something that's reasonable for you, then give it more time that it needs to get to that point. And that's really good at like figuring out what goal you want to have and then just evaluating where you're at and knowing. This comes back to all the things we've talked about before of knowing your numbers, knowing your why, knowing if you know all these things about yourself or your business or who you are, then putting them into your goals is just like a good reminder too of know where you're at with that as well before you just start making these, I want to make $10,000 in, in a day. Okay, well, what are you doing? Does your job or does this fit that or whatever it may be? And then another step I like to take when setting goals, we kind of talked about envisioning it. We talked about breaking it down. We talked about setting mini goals for those bigger goals. We talked about having a timeline for it. And then we kind of mentioned it earlier, but then I like to celebrate those little wins. I Goals, being very serious about setting goals and trying to accomplish goals can feel very daunting. And it's very easy to be like, okay, got it. Next goal. Okay, whatever. Next goal. But Take those times to really celebrate your wins, celebrate those mini goal accomplishments, celebrate the bigger goal accomplishments, like really be in it instead of just jumping to the next thing. Because if we keep doing that, our whole lives are going to be next, 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 and we're never going to enjoy where we are. So celebrating our wins, celebrating if we lost, what did we learn, you know, taking that time to be in it once in a while and being thankful, being grateful for for the win or for the loss and the lesson um, it's never, I don't ever think it really truly is a loss. It's just a lesson. So it's, it's just helpful to take a step back and enjoy where you're at in life, wherever that may be. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the celebration is so important for sure. And even as you're setting goals right now at this end of the year, celebrate what you've accomplished this year. Yeah, that's, I think that was in the, the book we read, Girl, Wash Your Face. She talks about being an Elizabeth Gilbert 
conference, who I love Elizabeth Gilbert so much, that she had a group of the people at this workshop write out all the things they have accomplished that year. And we are so focused on the future and forward and kind of beating ourselves up that we're not here yet. I haven't, I always, the buzzword I keep hearing is six-figure business. And I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, I got to get a six-figure business, oh, you know, whatever. And that's great. But why are you beating yourself up if you're not there yet? So taking that time to write out all the accomplishments you've already had, whether it's for the year, for your lifetime. I like to do a lifetime because then it looks like you've done a lot of stuff. <laughs> uh, and really taking that back and going, for me, it's like, wow, I built a business that I started when I was 19. And I was able to go full-time with it by the time I was 23. I was able to buy a house with the money I made off that. I was, you know, all the stuff that, like, yes, I'm not at where I want to be, but I'm definitely not where I was. And celebrating where you are right now, that is a huge achievement and is a really exciting place to be. I want to give a quick shout-out to the rest of this year because we are going to be taking off from our podcast schedule the week of Christmas and the Wednesday after New Year's just to have a little bit of time with our family and friends and take a break for the year, have some rest. And refresh and come back with some awesome stuff for you yes. too. <laughs> Including the first episode that we'll have in next year. Uh, which will be sticking with these goals that we are setting. And we're also going to be sharing what the goals we came up with for 2019 are and our plans to stick with them, which is kind of a daunting thing because we're putting it out there not only to each other, which is great, having an accountability partner. That's sneak peek into the next episode. <laughs> but also to put out at the world and let you all know that we're we're doing this which, which we just said was very important it's very important <laughs> and very doesn't mean it's not scary yes. so we hope uh we have one more episode coming up after this one it's just gonna be a really fun mini episode about something really exciting <laughs> could say it christmas <laughs> um and then we're going to have our break so you still have one more episode coming from us then break then sticking to your goals it'll yeah. be awesome it'll be awesome but in the meantime, I think I want to hear, not goals, but wins. I want to celebrate the wins with yes, people. Yes, let's celebrate let's, some wins. Let's hear your wins for 2018. Share them at the Creative Legacy Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Bye.